From the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Welcome back to We Should Start a Band, where we're not experts, just highly opinionated. I am Retro Denim Jacket, and I'm joined by... Heritage Avocado Toast. And Cold Brew Kombucha. Today, we're talking about the hard-hitting topic of footwear faux pas. Before we check your outfit, we actually have a few follow-ups to lace up. We do. Yeah, I actually have some this time. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so on last episode, we discussed hoagies, which is the term used for a, a submarine sandwich, or a, a sub, if you will, um, that's used in and around the Philadelphia area and also parts of central Pennsylvania, but not too far outwards. And someone asked, I well, wonder where it came from. So we looked it up. Internet. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Apparently, the name Hoagie comes from World War One. Italian immigrants who worked at the Hog Island shipyard were making sandwiches and were originally called Hoggies before the nickname Hoagies took hold. They don't explain why the switch happened. But yeah, there we go. All right. Well, I would bet it was someone with an accent. Yeah, I'll <laughs> go with it. It was just like a, a slow progression of the accent. Orange. Hoagie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Thanks, research department. You're welcome. And uh, now the research department has to has to correct itself. It's made a grave error and a grave mistake about the greatest ice cream known to man, Dippin' Dots. <laughs> I erroneously said my favorite Dippin' Dots flavor was, I believe, ice cream sundae flavored. That is incorrect. It is banana split. I had a moment of madness. My sincerest apologies, listeners. I think it's just because you don't like to admit when you like banana splits. Yeah. Because I don't like real banana splits, but I love the fake flavor of Dippin' Dots. Oh, but the thing is, the thing is, banana splits are delicious, and I think you're actually a psychopath if you don't like them. Why would you want mealy banana messing up the texture of your smooth, ice creamy ice cream? It's just wrong. You need a texture change. I'm just not much of a banana lover. I don't like artificial banana. No. I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah, and I don't really like regular <laughs> banana either, unless they're kind of green. Yeah. See I, see, I like fake banana. The banana runts, delicious. La, all the banana liqueurs, come at me. Love it. <laughs> I can't have overly ripe banana. So in a banana split, I do like kind of just this side of green, you know, pastel yellow type in a banana split. Did you say... I only like pastel bananas. Pastel yellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like they're not like real, real yellow. They're like lighter yellow. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a couple good contenders for albums there. Just Beyond Green, <laughs> Pale Yellow. <laughs> Pastel yellow banana. Yeah, pastel banana. And the the last follow-up actually is one for me to issue, which is when I was talking about turkeys in King Henry VIII. And actually, there's some evidence that he may have been the first monarch to have turkey. The first turkey came to Britain in 1526, according to the Game and Wildlife Conservation Trust. Wow. And as the king... He may have tried it. So it was not common. It would not have been served on most tables, but he may have been the first monarch to have eaten, a UK monarch to have eaten turkey. Hmm. I'm feeling so educated now. Yeah. I know. Gobbled up that information. Oh, man. (laughs) That was a really dry joke. Mm -hmm. Only if you probably shouldn't have uh, roasted it it so long. Yeah. Probably should baste it. (laughs) (laughs) Cook it upside down. Cover it in bacon. <laughs> Turn it on the spit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you always want to cook your turkey boobs down and covered in bacon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, we keep it classy here. <laughs> well, you could, well, there's like beer can chicken. What would you need for a turkey? Like a keg? No, it's pint. One of those mini kegs. Ke- mi- mini, mini keg turkey. <laughs> Mini keg turkey. (laughs) That's also a good debut album. We're only seven minutes in. I love that we're like, let's not have a food episode. Spends like six minutes talking about food. Swear, we even we even ate before we started. Listeners, there's just nothing we can do about it. Mm -mm. Yeah, Mm -mm. food is life. And I don't mean that in like <laughs> literal way. <laughs> I, was say, I mean that is kind of true. You, yeah. Food is life, man. You mean in a more existential kind of way? Mm. I'm just yeah. here for the existential crises. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were talking about socks. I'm here for the socks. Okay, yeah. So I guess we should actually get to our regular topic uh, that we had planned and start walking <laughs> through some of our, of our opinions. Oh, yeah. nice walking through. Huh? Thank you. Thank you. That took much longer than I would like to admit to. (laughs) Well, you should have run. I tried. Didn't get far. (laughs) Got tired. I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. I've been seeing these ads um, for, it's like runfulness, I think they're calling it, where you go on a jog and then, you know, because you're not thinking about things, the solution to your problem comes to you while you're running. The same thing happens when you're in the shower. I was say, it's called going to the, the shower. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. So anyways, yeah. it's runfulness now, but it's for, it's promoting running and probably some shoe company. I don't know. I skipped the ad. I also wonder about that because I don't know about everyone else, but I can't turn my brain off like that. Even while I'm showering, I have five different thoughts going on in my head. I really want a shower notebook. <gasps> Are we... Oh, actually, I saw the weirdest we patenting, ad. We're patenting shower notebook. Yeah, shower notebook. <laughs> no, that, it exists, yeah. I think it's called a whiteboard. I did I did see an ad the other day for a um, new type of paper that's made from slate, not paper. And you can throw water on it and whatever. So maybe that would make a decent shower notebook. I had one of those when I was a kid. I got it at Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. It was called a slate. <laughs> wow. They apparently used them all the time back then. Yes, but this is flexible paper. <laughs> but you know what? Actually, wax tablet. I feel like that'd be much easier to carve into. Let's go full Egyptian on this. Yeah. The problem is, if you have a really bad idea, it's harder to erase, erase all all evidence that it had happened. Yeah, Papyrus is making a big comeback in 2022. <laughs> We're making it make a big comeback. Heck yeah. Yeah, come at us, big Papyrus. oh dear i can't i can't run and i don't know the whole i like to run and just zone out doesn't really work for me because i spend all of my time thinking don't trip don't trip don't trip yeah i was carrying breakables the other day and i tripped on the sidewalk and did not break anything wow there's a first time for everything I was very proud of myself. Even Algernon was surprised. I know. He just squawked at the wow. Shocked little (laughs) kitty face. (laughs) Unless I were to live somewhere that had absolutely the smoothest sidewalks in the world, and even then my own feet get in the Mm way. Well, they get slick with um, the rain. I just meant like no seams. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Sorry, listeners, I was gesturing. I was once walking along a sidewalk that was like bricks. So like normal bricks that you'd put like, you know, in a building, they just turned them on the floor instead. They made a nice mosaic. 
And then there was like some kind of jackhammer poundy machine happening. And it made like a mini earthquake. And all all of the, the bricks under our feet started rattling loose and we couldn't stand up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Because it was jostling the dirt and the bricks beneath it. Yeah. It's a sandy, sandy biome we were in. Wow. Wow. So I've never lived through an earthquake um, that I've noticed at least. But um, I can definitely see how you lose your footing. Mm-hmm. Apparently there have been a few in Britain since we've lived here. Yeah, sure. You just don't feel it because of the... Pretty sure that's why there's a crack in one of the walls. Earth. I just figured that's because it's a Victorian place. Under my feet. No, this is a new one that's developed. Oh. Quite suddenly. It's, uh, yeah, in, um, in, in, your, in room. your room. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Solid. So anyways, we are now 13 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying we should uh, start discussing something relevant to the topic? <laughs> well, the running was kind of, we're not probably not talking too much about running shoes, but that's at least foot related. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have like separate workout socks? Uh, what's working out? <laughs> There's that too. Well, sort of. I would, yes. And I did in my younger days. I actually use, I mean, I do, but then also sometimes they're just kind of my, I'm going to be walking around a lot today socks because mm-hmm. they've got the better padding on the heel and the ball of the foot and yep. then they've got the arch support in the middle. Yep. Yeah. I guess I should have brought in the topic to, do you have different types of socks for different types of things? Because I do. Of course. I don't have too much of a difference. I have some dress socks for dressy events and then non-dressy events, which have dogs on them or, you know, they're tiki themed, whatever. <laughs> I'm just here for the themed socks, honestly. Mm. Yeah, I do have a lot of themed socks. I try to steer away from white socks. I feel like white socks are just, they're too overdone. Well, and they're just asking to get dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't look as nice, too. Like, if you've got a black sock on, like, even just a, a lounge, like a pad or something, the black always looks better than the white. Mm-hmm. The white just looks weird. Well, and I know that traditionally white socks are listed as hipster, but I feel like they're kind of the, you have your socks really noticeable to prove something. I don't know that you're wearing socks. But then also, if they're white and there's like the slightest bit off, now all you've proven is that your socks are stained. Yep. I think they usually go with, the white is usually with a certain footwear and pant leg that's been rolled up or cuffed so it shows but not full. I think that's more the hipster route. If I'm doing that, then I tend to go for a slightly scandy looking print. (laughs) Usually in a white or a a red, sorry, not a white, uh, like a red or a blue with white details. Just here for the fun socks, honestly. Yeah. If it's going to show, it might as well be fun. I mean, like, if I'm doing an ankle sock for a sneaker or whatever, just, like, give me right regular old black ones. But if I'm going to show off my socks, I don't want a neutral colored sock. I love having colors. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. so happy when they came back into fashion. I lived many years of my life with just plain white socks, and uh, I don't think I can go back. You can't. You really can't. Mm-hmm. And they just make you so happy. Like, even someone as relatively stoic as my dad, whenever he's wearing funky socks, he needs to show everyone and gets really gleeful <laughs> about it. <laughs> I love theme socks. I think I get this from my mother because she loves herself a good theme sock. I don't care how sort of, you know, uncool they are. They're cool. You've heard it here, folks. Mm-hmm. They're cool because I said so. <laughs> well, that's what we're here to discuss today. Also, who doesn't love a theme? Mm-hmm. No one is too good for a theme ever. No. Halloween, you break out those Halloween socks. Christmas? Christmas, Ooh. you break out your Christmas socks. 
going to the art museum, you get your art museum socks out. If I'm not wearing my Van Gogh socks to the art museum, how am I living my life? Why do you even own them? Yeah. Art is life. Socks are art. Socks are... I mean, you can wear your Van Gogh socks to the coffee shop as well. Yeah. That's perfectly acceptable. Therefore, I think food is socks. Food is socks? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, food no, is I... life. Life is socks. Food is socks. <laughs> Um, well, that's an interesting take. That's all the standardized test work, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that feels very LSAT-y. <laughs> I hate those, because I'm always convinced there's some other connection that I make, but the, the examiners are like, no, it's a different way, and I'm still convinced that my way made sense as well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't like those. Yeah. They feel quite subjective to me. Yeah. Why are we letting them put us in a box? Yeah. Don't put us in a box. No. It's usually a circle that you fill in, right? Ah, could be where I'm going wrong. It's an oval. (laughs) Usually. (laughs) Circles were uh, the ERBs in primary school. (laughs) Yeah, if the exam is, please fill in the circle with the correct answer and you're putting a box around it, we might have found the flaw. (laughs) (laughs) When in doubt, it's always triangle. (laughs) It's symbolic. I'm putting the answer in a box the same way standardized education is trying to put us in a box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, somehow I'm not sure Big Ed is taking the hint <laughs> fight the man <laughs> power to the people <laughs> but i think with, with socks as well i think so many people get so much joy about showing them off is mm-hmm. it's kind of the only undergarment that you can show that's generally appropriate for all settings you can't always whip out your undies or your bra or, or your lingerie but socks are always safe i thought you say you can't always how often can you what whip out out your undies yeah only in certain settings that's the point socks are always ready to go well and with this new (laughs) age of bralettes having your bra what's a bralette it's like bra slash shirt yeah type of situation yeah like is it built into the yeah it's part of the whole athleisure thing yeah okay i got you yeah and it's usually something that's like strappy and you can show it and whatever has lace details whatever it's supposed to be a part of the outfit but it's not like you can wear that to a ball however if you're wearing your rainbow socks to a ball and you go hey look at these (laughs) that's appropriate still that's true yeah all the dandies heads will be turning Mm-hmm. Showing off the ankles, <laughs> trying to attract a mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do rainbow socks attract unicorn mates or leprechauns? <laughs> what? That's a good what? I just assumed it was like a peacock type of si- t- type of situation. No, because the leprechauns are looking for the pot of gold in your socks or rainbows. <laughs> I do have oh. socks that do say I'm a special unicorn on them. <laughs> nice. I was going to say, I enjoy taking your theme socks outside of the theme as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why not wear your Christmas socks in the middle of like June or July? Yeah. Yeah. And why not wear Halloween socks whenever you darn well feel like it? Oh, it's Halloween. We all know that that's a year-round holiday. It is always Halloween. It's always October somewhere. Hey, I already had my first pumpkin spice latte. Yes. I don't care how basic that makes me. It doesn't make me It was delicious. I had it with soy whipped cream. Ooh, you went for the good stuff. Oh, yeah. You went it hard. On the first day they had it. They put so much, like, nutmeg on top of the whipped cream, though, it was it was a little dangerous for, for a minute or two. it was pumpkin spice. Uh, did we decide it was pumpkin spice? I think I we decided we... it was full pumpkin spice, but I don't know. Maybe it was nutmeg. They do have a nutmeg shaker. A brown dusting. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I saw the most Birkenstocks in a group that I've ever seen the other day. A flock of Birkenstocks? <laughs> Is that a Guinness World Record or something? <laughs> no, just and like... And there, there was a man in a suit with a slate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking know exactly. how many Birkenstocks there were. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, I was up in Maine. The, like, state of Birkenstocks. But it was a family of grandparents, the parents, and, and like, people my age-ish. So, and everyone but one of them was wearing Birkenstocks. And there were, like, eight of them. It's a lot of Birkenstocks. It was a lot of Birkenstocks. Not Guinness World Record, apparently, but like that was a lot of Birkenstocks for like an everyday I would love to know. spotted in the wild situation. I think research department's on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. I never got into Birkenstocks. No. I wore the clogs when they were super popular in like 2010. No. But honestly- and They just didn't ever work on my feet quite right. Yeah, they're not as comfortable as they should be. No. I feel like I always had blisters from the buckles and stuff. Yeah. and I, But I've never worn the sandal ones. And those I just can't- I think I have some fake ones that I use for like a pool. Are those slides? I don't know. But regardless, it's not my thing. Hmm. I'm not a big sandals person. Yeah. Me neither. Only if I can wear my socks with them. Oh, oh, no. Now, I have a caveat to that. Generally, I agree that socks and sandals have no part to play in fashion. But I do think if you've got, let's say, jeans on and the only, and then you've got, like, sandals on, if the only thing that's showing is the sock part that's, like, just toes, that I'm not so offended by. But if those things are hiked up or you're in shorts, no thanks. I'm sorry, did you just try to justify socks and sandals? Mm-hmm. Motion to kick hair to avocado toast out of the group. I... Hey, my, my, my college days are beyond me. So what happened has happened. It's in the past. I mean, let's be honest. We all had that one professor, either the cool hippie professor or the old hippie professor who wore Birkenstocks all year round. And because of that, they wore them with socks. But I will never be okay with Birkenstocks and socks. No. So I haven't found anything specifically on largest gathering of Birkenstocks, but there is a Guinness World Record for the largest thong sandal race. Ouch. That took place in um, 1,942 people in Phoenix, Arizona in September of 2019. Um, And it was by UMOM, which is apparently a provider of shelter, housing, and services for the homeless. And it was the 11th annual Walk the Walk to End Homelessness at the Phoenix Zoo. Uh, does it say how far the walk was? Okay, I'm all for charity, but... No, it just says people. <laughs> so that's the, the largest number of people competing in a race. I'm, I'm, I'm all for charity. I support mm-hmm. that, obviously. But there's a line. But that sounds painful. Ow. <laughs> Racing in thong sandals. Yeah. It was for the homeless. Come on. Just let people put sneakers on. Surely we can put our... We can come off of our hipster pedestals to help the help the homeless. I yeah, I'm fine with a a walk charity event. You know, whatever. I'm not gonna do it on Thanksgiving with my family. Also, I will never marry into one of those families. I'm not doing a 5K on Thanksgiving. It's just not happening. But uh, regardless, <laughs> <laughs> thong sandals sound really rough to do a lengthy walk in. They hurt just to stand in. They're really. They usually have really terrible arch support. Absolutely terrible art support, and also the bit that goes between your toes just always hurts. That's never bothered me. The fact that they don't stay on my feet when my foot is moving forward and they just fly off, that's the problem. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know how to do that. Also, they do manage to always kind of curve under and trip you somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
And then you scrape the bottom of your toes, too. So it's really just a win-win yep. situation. Yep. And and for some reason, I'm a habitual... What is it called where you step on the heel of somebody and the shoe pops off? Is that flat tire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the one where you pull the shoelaces? A shoe wedgie? <laughs> I thought I had a name. Yeah, basically. Anyways, <laughs> so that I, I'm, I'm a habitual flat tire provider. So I, I don't know why. Somehow I just somehow managed to do it. So anybody who is wearing like a thong sandal, it runs a risk of ripping them. And I feel terrible. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. I try really hard not to do it. Somehow, I don't know, my mind drifts and it's like my right foot goes forward as their left comes back. And I don't know. I've never had the skill to avoid Wait. it. Wait. Unless I'm like nine miles away. So are they walking towards you in this scenario? If they're no, no, so back like, foot's the, moving behind. towards you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so not you're just in front still, of me. You've finished your, you know? <laughs> you're finishing your left, your left stroke and I'm starting my right and our foots meet and not <laughs> harmony because someone ends up tripped. <laughs> I just want harmonious walking in my life. I feel like that's not, not too much, too much to, to ask. ask. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't. I mean, there's many things we wonder about, like couples that are of very different sizes, right? Like the classic is the super tall guy and the super short girl. Mm-hmm. Like, so when they walk, usually your steps will kind of end up in sync or close to it because you're going the same speed. Let's pretend you're holding hands. But for if she's really short, surely she's way overstriding. Or if he's really tall, surely he's taken like little little tiny ant steps. How how does that work? I don't know. It always sounded difficult. Like it's just the height disparity just sounds hard. If it's that much when you have like a five foot nothing girl and a six eleven guy, and you're just like, I don't. I mean, he can reach the cabinets for you. That's super nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone's gonna end up with back pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the world's strongest man for a couple of years. Um, yeah, his wife is tiny, you know, and obviously he's enormous, right? Because he's, mm. he's a huge, strong guy. So it's really funny to look watch that. She's like some fitness person as well, but she's just tiny in comparison. It's really funny to look at the pictures. <laughs> right, back to feet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's socks. Do we have anything more on socks? Well, I'm going to throw something out here. Uh-oh. Is it an old pair? Brace yourself. It's whether or not it's okay to sometimes not wear socks. And I don't mean just with sandals. How else do you wear your heels? Oh, no. Yeah. I think that's excluded. Well, but like flats, <laughs> sneakers or trainers. I say no. I wouldn't say like with workout type of trainers and sneakers, I wouldn't. I would wear socks, but like CADS type or... I think you need to be able to at least see the top of the sock. So that means no barefoot, and the sock doesn't have... You can have a really low-cut sock, but you have to at least tell there's a sock. Mm, Otherwise, like loafers, you're just, loafers, you're just flats, not a human being anymore. Mm, now, boat if, shoes. Yeah. Now, if you are on a boat as well, okay, because you don't want the socks to get wet. Like, our, I guess. <laughs> but if you're wearing that stuff, like, on the underground, I'm sorry. Put some socks on, you heathen. I'm okay with no socks. I am perfectly okay with that. For me personally, I try and see if I can find the socks that look invisible just because it tends mm-hmm. to lengthen the amount of time your shoes are good. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. If you're not wearing socks with those particular shoes, eventually they will start to smell. It's just inevitable. So yeah. wearing socks kind of staves that off for a bit, but I... I specifically look for socks that don't that like hide underneath the shoe, so it looks like I'm not wearing socks. See, I tend to not wear socks with ballet flats because I like the quickly slip them on. Mm-hmm. Same with some of my slip on loafers, things yeah. like that. I guess in my in my mind, I, I equate more the 
that shoe with kind of like a heel. So I know it's not a heel, but it's to me, it's in that category. So that one doesn't bother me so much. There's also no room for the sock, really. Like it's, it's so tight up against the skin anyways and the slip on. I'm so shocked. You've moved the needle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, Whoa, not takes. usually the angry rant you're having. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like we're growing or something. You, I've I actually watched you yell more, at television shows. Maybe this is closed-minded of me, but I feel like women have a little more leeway with the fashion sense in general. There's a lot more options. Yeah. So I'm less offended by it. But guys, we, we don't have too many acceptable trends, and that's not one I'm on board with. So I guess <laughs> I do take more offense when it's a guy who's not, clearly not wearing socks and he's got, like, dress shoes on or, like, sneakers. What are you doing? Like, if you're going to the beach, like, okay, I, I don't I don't care so much. Yeah, right. But, but yeah. you've gotten mad at people who are wearing the invisible sock with loafers or dress gotta, shoes. Gotta see it. Yeah, a little bit. It's gotta be visible that you've got <laughs> something on there and you're not some Neanderthal. No, but I do, I will say, sometimes with a dress shoe, it is a little weird to see no socks. Especially when that trend really became pop, like popular. I think if it's the right type of dress shoe and with the right outfit, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Like if you're wearing your but, high cut dress pants that are above the ankle, yeah, you've got to be, you've got to dress like you meant that. Yes, not like you were in a rush and you forgot to put on socks. Yeah, well, and honestly, for everything in fashion, that's key. You can rock it as long as you're confident in it. It's all that matters. Mm. Like Halloween socks, any freaking time of year. Mm -hmm. Well, and my Christmas socks every year, because yes, I still get Christmas socks every year, are the super fuzzy ones. And sometimes when you're somewhere kind of chilly or it's chilly in the summer because of AC or whatever, you need a pair of fluffy socks. And that's when my Christmas socks are going to come out and about. Do you wear those with shoes? I will occasionally wear them with like winter boots, but I do not usually... Otherwise, I wear them as around the house type. Yeah. They're like a alternative to slippers for me. Yeah. But as long if I'm wearing like a boot that's going to cover them, it's, I don't care. But yeah, it does feel a little weird. Like I don't think I'd ever it wear It feels weird in like sneakers or yeah. yeah. Winter boots, I will put them on. And I have been known to also like layer them up with like some of my really stretched out ballet flats for the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the roof <laughs> in the winter does get quite chilly. <laughs> the roof is its own dress code. <laughs> Considering what I wear up there most of the time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you wearing a pair of shorts, sweatpants, three tops, and a men's flannel? Yes, yes, I yes, am. I am. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a photographic evidence to prove that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was an entire photo shoot you did. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Now, going to shoes that, you know, you wear and can get gross, so therefore are washable. I'd say that takes us into things like Crocs or jellies if you really want to push it. Oh, those should have stayed in the (laughs) 2000s. Ugh, no, hard pass. No, I don't even think they belonged in the 2000s. They were around earlier than that, and they were gross. And then they came back, and they were gross. And now they've come back, and they're still gross. They haven't gotten any less gross. Yeah, they're just kind of, they're nasty. They're nasty. It's like when that clear PVC heel thing went into fashion for a bit. 
Like, it's good for one photo. Oh, I saw some of those the other day. Good for one photo, and then as soon as you start living your life, that heat is going to steam up in there. There is nowhere for that heat to escape, so you are going to have wet shoes with condensation inside. Yes. <laughs> I will, I was going to say freely admit, but I'm not ashamed of it, so I feel like admit makes it sound like it's something I was hiding. Yeah. I have never... And will never wear a pair of Crocs. Oh, 100%. I haven't either. 100%. I don't understand. I completely get that they're the type of like, kick them on to go out, take out the trash, or deal in the garden, hose down something. Mm. But they are not a let's go out to brunch shoe. Right. And I feel like from what I've seen from everyone and heard from everyone is that it's a really slippery slope. You buy them because you want shoes that you can go garden in, and then suddenly you're wearing them to the grocery store, and then suddenly you're wearing them to your kids' soccer games. Like, I don't... I have seen pictures of people wearing them at weddings. Yeah. No. That's a bridge too far, folks. Mm-hmm. Put the Crocs away. Step Put them away. away. I don't understand either. To me, they don't look appealing or comfortable. They look like they're just going to be clunky and heavy and rub weird on your foot. Well, I do know they are light because I have had people around me who have had Crocs. So they're not heavy, but the clunky thing I completely get. And they look like a tripping hazard. Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, we have much in the research department here. Uh-oh. To you discuss Crocs? the Crocs. So the search term is, if any of the listeners would like to play along, is are Crocs brunch acceptable? Oh, no. And that isn't specifically addressed, but some of the people always ask include, is it unprofessional to wear? Crocs. Why are Crocs offensive? <laughs> <laughs> Is it socially acceptable to wear Crocs? Can I wear Crocs to Target? <laughs> I don't think there's like a dress code for Target. I'm just gonna throw that out no, there. No, not that I've heard of. <laughs> Should you wear socks with Crocs? This comes to us from CrusaderNews.com, and their little snippet is: people who are behind the the trends, or in other words, live in a sewer, might answer with "No, you should not wear socks with Crocs." However, this is not the case, and it is actually wrong to wear Crocs without socks. Socks with Crocs keeps the ladies coming and won't leave your foot in a tub of sweat. I don't know what ladies they're dealing with. <sighs> There's so many things wrong with that statement. <laughs> I like don't know where to begin. Can you eat boiled Crocs? Yes, Ew! Crocs are edible. They do not contain chemicals or any toxic substance. I mean, I guess if you're really in a desperate situation, but... Uh, I'm not wearing them, so I don't even have them with me to eat. Uh, I, I, I advise listeners to seek medical expertise before attempting something like that. Yes, we do not endorse any risky behaviors. Do crops melt? If it gets over 100 degrees and you're standing on pavement, they can and will melt to the pavement. Wow. This is the thing. Remember all of the, there was all of these risks of, you know, kids getting hurt while wearing Crocs because of them getting stuck in places or melting or lighting on fire or whatever. They got holes in the top. You could drop a knife into it. Well, now you're supposed to get widgets. What's it? No, what's it to the crackers? And delicious. There's those like. No, cheese its Those. They're um, like Crocs. They're like croc charms, basically. Yeah, so that croc you can jewelry. design your own croc. And I design just design it can't. right out of my closet. Yeah, <laughs> I'd design it right out of the world if I could. In Cher's computer program, there were no crocs for her to select. No, I'm just still one of the best movies of all time. Mm. And I know a lot of people make the argument, "Oh, crocs are environmentally friendly." There are a lot of things that are environmentally friendly that are less offensive. Mm-hmm. So many things, like paper straws. Like for instance, shameless plug, our new merch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been asking for it, or maybe not. 
but we have it now. We don't know. <laughs> We've been asking ourselves for it. <laughs> yeah, I need to stop wearing t-shirts like this, so I should wear ones that say I'm wearing this ironically instead. I, don't, I missed what that one's saying. I'm just one big effing ray of sunshine, aren't I? Question mark. Nice. Like how that is on a gray shirt. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know about you guys, but gray, sometimes these grays tend to, like, really show sweat. Yeah. I like a good, like, white or dark, any kind of dark shade. Anything that's not going to show when I'm sweating. Yeah, that's fair. I'm a big navy blue fan, although I own a lot of navy blue, so. You're wearing navy blue now? Um, purple. Navy purple. Indigo? (laughs) No, it's just dark purple. It's like a dark plum. Mm, Nice. Yeah. I do, though, by... I, I do kind of always look like I just robbed a gap. <laughs> hey, I mean, their prices are pretty criminal. <laughs> their sales are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, at that point, just price down the items. I just need to... I need to stop, in general, buying blue. If we hit a dead end. Oh, I kind of forgot where we were, to be honest. <laughs> Sounds like it's time for a transition. <laughs> <laughs> To eyewear faux pas. Get it? Because transition lenses? Mm-hmm. Are there any footwear faux pas we've missed? I think we've already discussed my dislike of wedges. Did that make it into an episode? No, I don't think it has. It has not. And boots? Wedges and boots? That's less of a faux pas, though, and more just my personal That is your crusade. personal. <laughs> I can't believe you have a crusade against types of women's shoe wear. Wedges and almost all boots. There's a couple of ankle boots that are, eh, okay. Barely. But they're so comfortable. Yeah. That maybe? Like, I can run down the street in a wedge. I cannot do that in a stiletto. I have run down the street in a wedge. I understand the stability. I've not worn them, but I can appreciate the fact. I have a lovely pair of wedges that is way too heavy to actually walk in. (laughs) But they're beautiful. (laughs) I love those ones. They're (laughs) fantastic. You're just like, oh, so cute. And I can't lift my feet. Yep. (laughs) Hope it's leg day. (laughs) What about those running shoe socks oh. where they, the toe, they go over no. the toes? Oh, no. 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 We've gotten to the part of episode. I think we all think that's a, we uh. think that's a faux pas, clearly. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. Yeah. Just just get regular regular sneakers. Did you see they did a collab and made it into a heel with Balenciaga? Yes. That sounds yeah. like Balenciaga. Oh, dear. They do ridiculous uh, yeah, things. Yeah, they were ugly. And uncomfortable. They really just feel like an accident waiting to happen as well. No art support. If you're going to run barefoot like, you know, we were designed to, you know, before we started wearing shoes, just run barefoot. Yeah. Like, if you want to return to our roots and nature and all that, just run barefoot. I mean, eventually your soles will harden, so maybe eventually it'll turn to something just as tough as those really hideous shoes. <laughs> Also for stuff like going through water and climbing and stuff like that, like I would think that your regular skin would do a better job. Also, like the foot flexion. Like I don't know about you guys, but the ability to like hang on to things with my toes yeah. that that would impede. It's sort of like wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. It's useful from a protection standpoint, but you lose a lot of the tactile aspects of what you're doing. Yeah. And the helpful tactile aspects. Yeah. And it hinders things. Yep. And they're just ugly. Uh, I cannot grip anything with my toes, so I'm not sure it's here or there for me. <laughs> my toes move as one unit, like a like a, a vice. <laughs> no, I almost forgot those existed, those 
those mm. shoes. Thanks, guys. Thanks for reminding uh, me. Sorry. It's nightmares. They just, like, you know the, like, anxiety shivers mm-hmm. that you get mm. about certain things? Those, those those do that for me. In a previous episode, we were discussing about how we get embarrassed for people. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That's yes. how I feel when I see somebody wearing those. Yep, yep. And, like, not, not everyone's toes are the same length or width, so how do you get into the little pockets consistently? Like, like it's already a bit of a challenge with shoes, sizes right like yeah i feel like it's like toe socks maybe where they kind of just like are stretch out a little bit but then you also have some that are a little bit too long yeah that's the thing <laughs> he's running with like floppy on the off the end <laughs> i know one person who did buy those shoes and her report was that basically one way more expensive than she had anticipated mm. and two she did feel like she's like i felt kind of pretentious wearing them which was cool at first but then she felt like she struggled to she wanted to feel the terrain but clearly couldn't because it was the same as if you were wearing a shoe Mm -hmm. and then she fell in a hole oh (laughs) there you go that's empirical evidence not to wear them one good enough yeah one sample that's enough (laughs) hey that's enough proof for most internet stories so (laughs) exactly do crocs run big or small they don't know what that means well, like, should you get your normal shoe size? It says the casual models suffer from running big, but it's important to take the fit into consideration. Would highly suggest going to try on shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shoes are... Like, don't get me wrong. I love online shopping, but there is just something different about... Especially when you're using a new brand. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're buying the same old Nikes that you always buy, they are pretty much... Most brands are pretty standard across the board. But much like women's clothing, shoes are not one-size-fits-all. Yep. And then it's whether or not they're going to be wide, and they might be wide-fit, but they don't say that they're mm-hmm. wide-fit. Or they might run a bit narrow. Or lack of arch support, which I run into yep. frequently. Or the arch support hits somewhere weird, which I've run into mm-hmm. quite a lot. Yep. Or just the way the toe is cut. Not everyone's toes are cut the same way. And so your toes just might not fit into, yeah. I'm still on the first page of Google search results about the croc brunch thing. And one of the articles from Bon Appetit is, Thou shalt not be an egg diva. The Ten Brunch Commandments does not contain the word croc in the article. (laughs) The first page of results. You didn't put it in the quotation marks, (laughs) did you? I did not. I did not. Come on. We all know about Boolean searches. Who does that in 2020, though? It's 2021. I want to know what an egg diva is. What? Are you leaving us hanging? I want to know what an egg diva is. Oh, hold on. Listeners, tune in next week to find out what an egg diva is. (laughs) Let's box these shoes up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. I think we've done a good job running through our likes and dislikes. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoy what you heard, give us a like and follow for future episodes. And if you're looking for more content, check out the blog hipsteratthome.co.uk. And have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Do not seat yourself before the restaurant is open. How'd you get in? Yeah.